It is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY and another episode of State of the Arts talking about all the things going on here and around the country and, of course, around the world. Joined once again by Gus Gordon. How are you doing, Gus? Ken, I'm okay. I'm okay on this beautiful Friday afternoon. Sunshine is out. It's warm. Man, spring is in the air, and I cannot wait. Yes, it's... It really, it's getting there, and it is, it is so nice outside, and and for a lot of us, much needed nice weather, uh, both because it was super cold and, you know, just mentally, just love seeing the sunshine out, the nice, nice temperatures. It's so great. Yeah, so we both um, last night uh, were uh, attended, um, and you uh, asked a couple of questions last night at the uh, covid um, the, uh, the, the first masterclass that, uh, uh, uh Dr. Vidya Sundaration and, uh, Gail O'Neill were, um, uh, talked in, uh, Justin Carter moderated. Very interesting, very good discussion last night. I thought so too. Um, Springfield Theater Center put this together about what the world's going to look like with theater locally. And, um, I thought it was very, very well done. Uh, great presenters, great questions afterwards, and really wonderful attendance. There must have been, oh, I don't know, there are at least two pages of faces, so however many that makes. I would guess 30 people, maybe 40 people. I think so. Um, asking good questions. You know, the, the, the answers were, were, were great. Um, I think we're still in that holding pattern. That was my takeaway from it. I don't know about you or how you interpret mm -hmm. everything, but it still felt like we're not quite ready to uh, open the doors again, um, but we're getting closer. So that was that was positive. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I. I'm, I'm I pretty much agree with you there. It is. Um, we've we've learned to adapt. Um, we've learned to do things. You know, uh, you know, the, lots of lots of different things. But yeah, it's it is like we said with singing, with um, you know, even just talking your lines, and with um, as was uh, brought up a couple of times, uh, you know, woodwind and brass instruments. You know, you're blowing out all the all the air. I mean, it's it it will, you know, I think it's it it will we will still, but I think we will get there. Um, yeah, we will get there soon, uh, soonish. I mean, with uh, I, I I believe this the vaccine continues to go out. Well, sure. You know, more and more people can get it, but um, yeah, it's we're still we're we're still uh, we're still getting there. But I mean, really, it was it was a great discussion last night. Lots of lots of ground covered. Um, yeah. Lots of lots of data. Uh, lots of some you know, anecdotes and uh, and you know, the, uh, Dr. Vidya Sundaration and Gail O'Neill know their stuff, and um, it was. Yeah, you know my only um, my only, and this isn't a complaint about the event at all. Right. But all the information that's been put out by the CDC and by the state and so forth, they really don't ex they really don't explain what we're dealing with as performers on stage. They have guidance for theaters, but it's really for the audience members, right? Not so much for the people who are on stage or backstage. And I know that's a pretty um, a pretty tight group of people that would be, you know, a niche group that would be interested in that. But we still don't know, well, is it safe to be singing out loud next to another person on stage? And the answer was, well, if they're in your bubble, if you've been tested and, and uh, you know, no one's sick and you keep your social interaction down, that that is a possibility. Um, but none of the official guidance really talks about the theater experience from the performer side of things or the backstage side of things. 
And um, I, I wish someone at the, at the nationwide level would address that about how we can get back to, to doing this safely. Yeah, because that's because people um, and I think with as big of the community theater community as we have and just the community with how much they see shows, um, I think a lot of people do realize how shows work. But I think there's still a lot of people that don't realize, yes, there is, um, you know, you know, even in uh, any theater, there's. There could be 10 people backstage running the fly system, moving sets on and off. You could have anywhere from, you know, you go a piano player to a 25 piece orchestra. That's 25 people right there. You think, I mean, backstage people doing makeup, they're right in your face. Uh, people share microphones. If it's a large cast, I mean, there's so right. much that goes into it. Well, you know, I think, I think the takeaway for me is that we're beginning to move forward, which is great. Yes. But I think we have to, look, you know, have the right expectations. So should we do a 30-person cast show? Probably not right now. Mm. But that doesn't mean you can't do a four-person cast show or a smaller cast show. So I think we need to maybe just get our expectations in line with the current reality. and uh, Or, you know, if you can rehearse individually and record individually, that's that's one thing, too. But we just can't have 40 people on stage at the moment with, you know, an additional 40 backstage. You know, at the Muni, gosh, there's a city backstage. Yeah. There are, there are, you know, there's 100 people involved in a normal Muni show. And you're right. The, the makeup artists are right there, you know, at nose length from you putting, you know, makeup on people's faces. The hair people, the wig people, they're right up close. Uh, costumers. So we have to navigate all of that. And um, but we're getting closer. You know, people are getting vaccinated. Cases are dropping. I think the last thing I heard was they were going slightly back up again. But that kind of up and down is normal. But the, the main trajectory appears to be going downward at this moment. Um, so I, I think that's all positive. And we just keep doing what we're doing. And what were the, the, the three W's they talked about? Wear a mask, wash Wear your a mask, hands. Wash your hands, watch your distance. Watch your distance, yeah. Yep. Good advice. Yes, very good advice. And uh, and as, uh, as as Justin Carter said, you know, the other night, or the other night, last night, said, you know, that's not something he hasn't forgotten because it is one of those things that we have been doing for a whole year. And it's and it's great. It's easy to remember. So it's good. Um, and uh, speaking a bit about the um, about a show that, um, either rehearsing at different times or a s smaller cast. Well, it's a, not as a smaller cast. We first we started rehearsals this week for Broadway through the ages, um, okay. where we are. Um, there is at maybe I, I believe there is one or two group numbers in it, but it is all solos, duets, and trios, and uh, we are rehearsing. It's basically just one at a time, um, staggered throughout the week. Um, and uh, I, I sing a duet in it. So uh, the person I sang the duet with came in. Basically, like we overlapped time, sang the duet, and then she sang her uh, solo song. But um, yeah, and, and you know, the side with the orchestra and everything, Mark Wheeler, and he's done this with a couple shows that he's directed, um, uh, but uh, he's, he's doing it and it works 
you know spectacularly for this is he he programs his keyboard so that he is able to play uh, basically all the orchestra parts um, digitally and uh, so so you know not only is you know there's there's one person doing the music but it also it also helps for rehearsing because we know the exact basically backing track um, that we would be using and he's controlling the tempo also so uh, right. that's a very seamless transition into uh, tech week so that's that's gonna be very good. Well, good. I'm so glad you're involved in that, um, Kevin, and so glad that Springfield Theater Center has come up with a, a nice, nice program for people to enjoy. That's great. You know, there there are two words in community theater, and right now we're figuring out how to do theater, but what we're going to have to bring back is the community part. Yes. And, um, people have been missing both, both aspects. Mm -hmm. They've been missing the, the doing and the seeing of the theater portion, but they've also been missing the community aspect and the socialization and the camaraderie uh, involved with being in a show or working, you know, backstage or working in the orchestra. And, you know, we're coming up with ways to do it lean and mean right now and reduce the number of people. But I'm looking forward to those days when we can do a big Muni show and again, have 20 people in the pit and 40 people backstage and a 40 person cast. Uh, that's that's really a, and then you have all the concession worker and the ushers mm -hmm. and everyone else involved, lights and sound and, and tech. I mean, you you can have 120 people involved with one show. Yeah, you could have the capacity. Yeah, you would have the, the capacity limit filled uh, before anyone was even able to present their ticket at the door. Right. They would be, I mean, so, and in that community aspect, when, you, when, when you're finished with the show and you come out in costume or you just change out of your costume and you're seeing your family and your friends or people say, hey, I didn't know you were in this show or even, you know, did theater. And yeah, it's, you know, little moments like that that we are so sure. eager to get back to. Um, well, you know, one of the fun things at the Muni is on the, um, the Thursday night performance. It's usually senior night. Mm -hmm. And the cast will line up towards uh, at, the, at the front of the theater and they, they park the buses from the senior centers off to the side. So there's kind of a gauntlet. The cast lines up in a line and then the seniors go past you as they're getting back on their bus or buses because they have multiple buses that come out. Gail and Ann Oprahman do a great job organizing that. And it's really fun to have that connection and to see people and to see their smiling faces. It's so much fun to go out after a show, especially a kid's show. And I know you can relate to this. Yeah. Shows like uh, Peter Pan, mm -hmm. Annie, uh, or The Wizard of Oz. I've been in those three productions. And to see the kids afterwards. And they want to, I played the Cowardly Lion once. They want to, you know, run up and hug the lion. Or they want to shake Captain Hook's hand. I got to play Captain Hook a couple of years ago. And one of my favorites was when I was playing Daddy Warbucks and Annie. Um, this little girl just came running up to me and jumped in my arms. I had no idea who she was. I wasn't expecting it. But it was just this pure joy. Uh, she had enjoyed the performance. And um, she was just expressing, you know, the excitement and the joy she felt in the performance. And that that is really a wonderful thing for the actors too, to see how you might have, you know, impacted someone else. And we don't have that right now, but hopefully we will have that again one day. We will, we will get there and we will have that again. And it is, it is always, yeah, that is always wonderful, especially yeah, and Annie, cause we were both in Annie and, yeah. uh, got, uh, you know, similar responses. And I did Annie, um, 
I, I know you've you've done the show a couple of times, I believe, but I did the show. I did it right before uh, Wounded at the Muni, and yeah, it was people, you know, and and I I played Rooster in that one, so I was the bad guy. But um, uh, you know, people still came up to me, and you know the you know the kids involved in the production, it was just so great. So yeah, we were waiting to get back to that. Um, and then you are also working on at the Hoagland, uh, becoming Doctor Ruth is coming along. That is uh pretty soon. That's going to be coming up, right? That's right. We're going to be taping next weekend on Knockwood. I want to make sure everything goes okay. We don't have any... Yeah, thank you for doing that. Um, mm -hmm. When I do that here, my dogs go crazy because they think someone's at the front door. <laughs> Mine too. I, I try not to knock wood, actually, when I say that. But um, we're going to be taping next weekend. Felicia Coulter has been rehearsing with the directors, Joe Michael Jackson and John Paris. So we're ready to go. We put it on tape, and then we'll broadcast or stream I guess you can't really call it broadcasting because it's on a streaming platform, but that'll be March 18, 19, and 20. And um, yeah, that'll be really exciting. It'll be um, a, a nice show that, that we've talked about that before, about the life story of Dr. Ruth Westheimer. And we're really pleased to present that. And we're looking forward to the taping next weekend. Yes, that's uh, that's going to be wonderful. Felicia Coulter's great. Um, and that, that it'll be great because that, that show, you guys did that show pretty much right before um, about a little bit before, um, it's like 2018, I think a little bit before the pandemic, but so people will be able to get a chance to see that again. So that'll be great. We have a couple things uh, coming up this weekend as well. Um, the two, uh, the two masterclasses uh, tomorrow, uh, the one with uh, the masterclass with uh, Natalie Randall, Springfield native and Diamond Essence White, you'll be able to, um, I don't know how many spaces are left, if any, but there is a, um, you can you can pay, I believe it's $10 and you can uh, submit a video of yourself and oh, uh, get that, get that feedback. Um, so, and, but then of course, uh, any donation is accepted and you can uh, watch it as well. And then Sunday is, um, is Reggie Guyton is doing uh, the masterclass on a uh, character building. Um, and then uh, also uh, the, uh, starting tonight is the um, Springfield Ballet Youth Company is putting on a ballet based on the works of Beatrix Potter, who did the uh, Peter Rabbit stories, stories like that. Um, right. So that will be a fun event for the children and for the families of the children in it, of course, as well. So right. those are things to look forward to. Yeah, they filmed that, um, recorded that. They don't film anymore, but they recorded that mm -hmm. a week or so ago. And we're excited to see what the, the finished outcome is. They always do great work. It's the Springfield um, Youth Ballet Company. Mm -hmm. and it used to be the Springfield um, Youth Performance Group. And they've kind of merged and partnered with the Springfield Ballet Company. And they do great work. And the kids are just really wonderfully talented. And we're so glad that they'll be able to do, to perform. And then for their parents and grandparents to be able to see them. Yes, and that is always so important, so great. So make sure you guys uh, the the uh, the link tickets for that um, tonight. That is um, that is on both WMAY and on the Dance Arts uh, Facebook page. So yeah. make sure to catch those as well as the master classes this weekend, and be on the lookout uh, next couple of weeks for both becoming Doctor Ruth and Broadway through the ages. Gus, thank you so much for joining me, and we will do this again next time. All right, Kevin, have a great weekend. You too. It is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY.